Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones A Paolo Gigano West Ham United We celebrate our victories Stick together in defeat. Proud of our history, West Ham United, more than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It's Christmas week. Yay. It's season 10. It's episode 22. I know you probably missed us on Monday night. We're back on Tuesday uh, to do a quick podcast. <laughs> um, no booches. Uh, Daddy Bucci uh, is with baby Jessica, who wore a fetching uh, West Ham bib and uh, oh, baby grow outfit for the Chelsea game. Uh, Granddad Bucci. Well, I don't know where Granddad Bucci is, um, but uh, he's probably being grumpy. Uh, so, back like a bad penny is Canning Townland. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning. Canning Townland, where are you? What are you doing? I'm in the lounge doing the podcast with you after a solid day of animation. Cool. I could have carried on. I was in the groove. Cool story, bro. I could story, have gone right through to the earlies. Yeah. And, of course... He'd never miss it. He did nearly miss an episode. To be fair to Nigel, he's been working all day in West London, in Kensington, probably with her ladyship, uh, who, who lives there, uh, the Baroness of Knightsbridge. He's been there all day, and he didn't think he would make... Ooh, I didn't think he would make it back, but he is back. He's just literally walked through the door. Uh, it's 10 to 8 on a Tuesday, and he's, he's walked straight onto the mic. Where are you, and what are you doing, Shedman? In the kitchen. Shipman. I'll play it anyway because it's Shipman. it's Christmas. Shedman, Yeah, yeah. So tough day then, Nige, working for a living. You working class man. Well, yeah, builders on a go. Do you have rough hands and stuff? Um, yeah, they've got digs and cuts in them. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you, do you, uh, Len? What have rough hands? Yeah. What do you think, Sean? No. There you go. Because people used to say the difference between working class and non-working class is rough hands. And when I used to go down the pub, John used to say this and go, "Feel your hands. If they if they if they feel soft and like really smooth, you're not working class. If they feel like sandpaper, you are working class." Yeah, it could so you're not working class, Len. You know I'm elite class, Sean, and you're not. <laughs> yeah. You walk right into that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> boom, boom. Anyway, uh, we are a football podcast. We're not here to talk about cheese or or classes or anything else. We're here to talk about West Ham. And West Ham played the Blues boo, at Stamford Bridge last night. And uh, we narrowly lost 3-0. And I say narrowly because it was a game of small margins. I'll talk about why it was a game of fine margins later. But after we talk to our, our two presenters... Um, Lenny boy. Hello. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. What What happened? Let's start with Noble, by the way. Let's start with the team selection. Well, I was going to uh, get to that first. Go on, Moyes decided to pick Noble um, instead of... Would it have been Ben Rama? I can't remember. Probably Ben Rama. I mean, uh, Lanzini was injured. Yeah, I think he was a plan to bring him in, to be honest, I would imagine. Don't know that. Um, and considering... And uh, I don't wish to go on about social media or these accounts all, all the time, which I'm going to see far less of next year, I believe. Why? Are you tweeting, uh, quitting just, Twitter? No, I'm just not going to be following these accounts and the YouTubers who have got okay. nothing to say other than pick a side that isn't anyone's job but Moyes. Right. Is, is is this a sort of New Year's resolution, Len? Well, it's just naturally my appetite for it is fading. Okay. As I imagine enough. a lot of people's, to be honest. Yeah. Because things ain't too bad for us. The fingers are yeah. getting point. And if you're going to yeah. point it at a guy who in 12 years has really let you down at the London derby, I think you should... Um, really... well, that's social media, isn't it? Yeah, Let's it not is. digress too much, but yeah. that's social media. Yeah, Shock, horror! Oh um, my God, we lost the game! Yeah. YouTube! Yeah, spectacular! Exactly. Moyes out! Exactly. But what I would say is I believe that Moyes would have pricked him um, because, yeah. firstly, he doesn't let you down at the London derby. Two, the scrub was obviously yeah. quite thin. And three, we probably need a bit more ball retention, ball retention up the top of the park. We've got we're playing Haller, doesn't matter what people think, because he's the only Blair. All right, well if you want. Um but if you want to try and um make the situation more suitable for Haller by pushing someone up with him, whoever you bring on the bench is not gonna help re- retaining the ball there and thus we'll lose possession. But Regardless, I thought we didn't make a, I thought not a bad account of ourselves. Can I give you a stat attack on on Mark Noble that I wrote this morning for Clarence Hughes? Yeah, go. Every game that Mark Noble started this season, we've lost. The first game he started was was Newcastle, right? Lost 2-0, probably one of the worst games we've ever played. Then, Then he started against Everton in the EFL uh, Cup. Yeah. We lost 4-1. And last night was the third time he started, uh, and we lost 3-0. Well, now, I'm not I'm not blaming this on Mark Noble. I'm not a Mark Noble hater. But 
there must be a bit of an element that he's a bad omen. He's only played oh, no, eight it, times. It brings, he's had five... speed, it brings the speed of the play down. Uh, one and two. If Martin Noble's playing, it's because we we got a thin squad or we haven't replaced him yet. Really, I guess so. But, but you know, thirty-three. Um, his his contract runs out in uh, June. Uh, he's been controversial to the board. I'm wondering, with only six months left, whether he's actually going to get an extension, you know. Oh, but anyway, let's will. not digress. Uh, let's go back to the game. So Noble did start. Noble ben Rama was dropped. Um, uh, Belbana, uh, Belbana was, was back in, in the squad again. Um, talk us through. All right, let's, let's talk about the, the Declan Rice goal. Oh, um, that was divine, wasn't it? It was. It was great. Shame it was offside. Well, was it offside though? I think it was just. Well, I've seen I've seen some uh, <laughs> not what's the word steals today that show that actually he wasn't offside and they didn't draw the line correctly. Now I know this can all be very subjective. Right, quickly, uh, he was leaning steal. in. Yeah, Go on. show it with the ball being kicked at that time, or is it the steal that I've seen that just shows Declan Rice on a red line? And and what that he was leaning in well, and he was offside. The, the steal that I've seen put out was someone yeah. saying, "Look, he was onside when the ball was kicked." Yeah, I've seen that one. Don't show the ball being kicked. Ah, oh, right. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So how do we know? That? I didn't look very closely. That's that's a, probably a little yeah. detail how do we that know we should that have was when at? the ball was being kicked and not the frame yeah. before he kicked the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Anyway, it was without without. Um, VAR, we, we'd have seen them given in the old days, yeah? Probably. A friend of mine... Well, not the a, second one. A friend of mine who's uh, a, a Liverpool fan, actually, an Irish Liverpool fan, had uh, Declan Rice first goal scorer, and he had a tenner, and he, he did it with something else, and he would have won 1,200 quid. So he was gutted when it was ruled offside. So let's fast forward. Obviously, they scored first, not long afterwards. Um, if I remember rightly, it was through, uh, we fouled Chilwell. He went down. Um, he was down for about three minutes. We took our eye off the ball and they scored from the, the, the corner that we conceded. Is that the way you saw it, Jay? Yeah. I thought they had good movement in the boxer, to be honest. Um, Chelsea. And, and how about the Gerard? Uh, Gerard. I keep on calling him Gerard. Uh, Gerard Bowen. Jared Bowen. Well, the ref goal. That... The, 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 I saw exactly what happened there. The, the Chelsea fans um, claimed in unison because he went down, the, the defender, and that crappy referee blew for it. He didn't see yeah. it. That's exactly what But actually, uh, I mean, my understanding just... the rules are if a ref blows, it can't stand, uh, VAR can't, can't overrule Yeah, that's right. He couldn't wait to blow it. He shouldn't have blown it. But yeah. again, and we said this, I think was a Villa game, that referee, he's not a very good referee. And they keep, they keep bringing him back to make more and more mistakes. Yeah. What can you do? Didn't, uh, to be cool. honest with you, it didn't look, in real time, it didn't look like a foul. And if it was a foul, if it was an and on the back, it wasn't. Too much in it, but then again, we didn't make a big deal with didn't claim for it very hard, did I, we either? I, no, we didn't, but I thought we were in it and I thought 3 0 flattered them. So we're we're yeah, it did. We're, we're, we're one nil down. 
Tammy Abraham scored two in two minutes. I think we'd given up. At, I think we lost concentration when the second goal went in, and, and the third one we were still in shock, and our heads were down. Well, the third, um, the third one, I can, I think, is actually caused. There was a long ball that went in there. Yeah, because, it was a long ball because he wasn't shutting down from the front. And for the last few, three or four games, I've noticed we're not defending well enough from the front. Yeah, and there's not enough action for the front. Or if I'm going to be honest. Footballing ability from the front. Now, Haller's a yeah. he's a great finisher. I'm not denying the guy that, um, yeah. but he doesn't have, and he is working harder. But he he hasn't got that that amount of footballing ability as some as the midfielders or the defenders do. I mean, if you take Declan Rice and you compare him to him, wow, there's yeah. a golfing class, an absolute yeah. golfing footballing class there. And there's no reason why, and this is this is the problem that we're facing because we're so because Heller is, regardless of the the the, the Heller, Heller right, and regardless of how much he costs, we're playing yeah. him, and there's no solution oh. around him because. Well, I just don't around. think I I just don't think I mean I came to this conclusion a long time ago. I just don't think he suits our system. And, no, you know you could give him another. I'm sure Nigel argues. Give him another two season. I just don't think he suits. He doesn't suit. I'm not saying he's a good footballer because I think he is, but he doesn't suit our system. He doesn't suit our team, and he doesn't suit David Moyes. No, he don't. But then you know, so sell him for twenty two and a half million, and 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 move on, and and write off fifty percent of the the investment. But anyway, I want to save a little bit for Nigel. Let's save a little bit for Nigel on the game. Let's do a stat attack. We actually had quite a lot of possession. We haven't had a lot of possession. We had 46% of the possession away from home, meaning they had 54. They had 11 shots, seven of them on target. So Fabianski did do some saves again. We had six shots. How many on target, Nigel? One, was it? No. Nope. Len? Len? Um... Uh, two, none. That's what you said. None. He I didn't hear none. you. You only got you only got one choice. You said one to Ringley. You only get one choice. It's 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 like phone a friend. You don't get a second choice. You said one, so I asked Len. And he said two. It was none. But then I went none. You, you don't get me. a second choice. Oh. Bloody towners. Anyway, no, four nails hit the target. Well, not not according to the BBC. Was that a block shot? Yeah, maybe they put it down. Is that apparently they don't count as on target? Well, well, I just go for the BBC. I trust the BBC. Well, that would be goals, wouldn't it? Then, if it wasn't a block shot. Well, <laughs> anyway, Nigel, how did you see the game on the telly? Yeah, yeah. why didn't you go? Uh, the, uh, David Sullivan went. Did, yeah. did, a lot of people were saying, like, trying to report him to the Metropolitan Police, etc. I think well, he's allowed to go, isn't he? He's allowed to go. It's it's tier four. He lives in tier four. Um, I think he, as an owner of a club, he could even claim that he's travelling to work. Yeah. Probably. But owners are allowed to go even into tier four, I think. But anyway, um, I don't think he broke any laws. Um, Today. What, what, was your... <laughs> what, what was your view of, of the, the game, Shedman? Um, I'd... I'd... The start was, I don't know, the start I thought was promising. Again, it it beggared the belief VAR and the decision to disallow his goal. 
you know, there's Rice's a conversation. Yeah, sorry, Declan Rice's goal. There's a conversation to be had about VAR and the implication, the implementation of it. In uh, um, I like the idea that one of the listeners came up with that if they score a goal and the part of the body they score with is on side, um, then the goal should stand because from yeah. what it gathers is Declan Rice's shoulder was offside. He was leaning in, wasn't right. he? But his feet were onside and he scored the yeah, with his feet and at no point did the yeah. shoulder play any part apart from moving yeah, yeah. with the yeah. goal. So the, 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 for me, either you, you should draw the line at the feet only because that's the part that's contacting the ground or you do it as the listener said, but they're not going to change it halfway through the season. Yeah. It's the crap system. You know, people will yeah. complain about it. I will turn around and say to all those that were pro bar, well, you've opened Pandora's box. This is what yeah. you get. You know, fans can ask and demand. And if we'd have scored that early, we might we might have been a different game as well. I think it'd been a different yeah. game. You know, we fell asleep at the corner. We did. Thiago Silva, free jump, bang, 1-0. But then West Ham sort of weren't overwhelmed. We got into the game probably after the goal. They had about a 10-minute spell again, but they didn't really do a lot with it. We then came into the game. We huffed and puffed without the final. I think Creswell, um, I don't know if it was an overhang from the ankle tweak that he had against uh, Palace. But his crossing seemed to be off the boil a bit. Yeah, he, he had a late fitness test. Him and <coughs> yeah. um, Bowen he actually away a bit as well. Him and Bowen uh, were carrying knocks, and and they passed late fitness tests. But I don't think yeah. he was. I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, I see a lot of people criticise Moyes for the formation. I don't have a problem. You know, I've long believed and said that actually. You're a Mark Noble lover, though. Not aren't a Mark you, Noble lover. I, I just what I'm saying is, is he stuck? Oh him? no, you fell out of love with yes. him when he. Threw that fan off the pitch right. in, uh, in the... Well, Moyes yeah. stuck with his four-five-one formation, which I believe he's normally played. And <laughs> Here we go oh, again. again but what, at the end of the day, yeah, why? It was a four-five. I, I will agree right. with four-five-three-one. But and this is where to drag it off the game. Just but it was <laughs> People think we're playing five at the back. But, but that's not where I, I'm seeing it different. Masuaku was playing left-sided. And helps out Creswell when defending, as a good left winger should do. Yeah. So, I just think he's got his system and he brings the player in. I, he, I think, I don't know. The only thing is we're all second-guessing why Moyes did it. I think he did it to try and nullify some of the midfield. For, yeah, uh, bit, a bit like Sam Allardyce, false nine yeah. kind of. Right. Uh, well, not yeah. a false nine because you've got Hallard. Because, yeah. Well, he's not a striker. That was a little joke. Well, yeah. whatever. But what I'm saying is, is that I suppose with Noble, um, Suchek and Rice in the middle, it's more defensive. So it might hold. Well, what, what, did, what did George call him on our WhatsApp group? Who? George called Alaire. What, Colton Cole? An expensive Colton Cole, we called him on, on Monday night. Is he? His goal-scoring record's probably about as good as Colton Cole's, and Colton Cole's a legend now, apparently. <laughs> he is. Colt, Colt, Colt here, yes. I like. That's something. Um, um, cool. But, uh, I mean, Bowen, Bowen's effort, you, you know, said, why? You know, why has he blown the whistle? What, because a Chelsea player fell over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't blow the whistle, Bowen scores, it goes to VAR. Let VAR yeah. make a decision. And this yeah. is where the stupid bad, ball is. bad choice. By blowing his whistle, apparently it means VAR can't look at it. Yeah. I mean, 
terrible. Anyway, they've got to learn from that. I think, you know. I mean, I wasn't disappointed with the but, performance, to be fair. I remember saying, you always told me. Go on. Right? And it, it came to mind. I, I hate to say this because I hate giving you credit for anything. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you said to me once, I don't care if we lose. As long as we put in a good effort yeah, and right. tried. That's right. And, and and what I came away, I remember that last night and thought, you know what? We didn't just sit back and let them come to no. them. We, we did put a shift in and we did try. We got nowhere. Zero. Do you know what? No, shots on target. No, no but word of but a we did give it a go. That was a better performance than the nil-nil draw that West Ham fans, because me and George were there that night, that we celebrated yeah. when that oh, was 49. Is, yeah. You know, Oh, he didn't like it, did he, Jose? And the eight, and yeah. Oh, he didn't like it, yeah. I yeah. yeah. That night, because I remember standing at the, at the train station with George, or as we walked out of um, of the game, I bumped into George as walking out of the game, and I, I said, uh, for me that night, I couldn't understand why we were celebrating like we'd won the game. Yeah. Yeah. Point, but it, for me, it was an indictment of how low we'd sunk as a club under Allardyce that we celebrated a performance like that. Last night was a far better performance than that night. Yes, we didn't get a point, but the performance was there. And against other teams, a performance like that will win you the game. Yeah. You, you know, this, at the end of the day, we ain't got a world-class team. Yeah, far right? from it. So what we will get, we will get performances like that. But I don't have a problem with that at all. And I won't yeah. criticise anyone whatsoever. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I just think move on. Brighton next yeah, game. Yeah. Didn't expect to win Chelsea. The bookies didn't expect us to win at Chelsea. Um, and, you know, I know we're 10th. We were 10th before we started. We're still 10th. You know, we're still top 10. Uh, you know, pipe dream of being. But there's not a lot in it. One game and you can be back in the top six again, you know. There's really not in it. Look, look at Arsenal. Let's laugh at Arsenal. Still 15th. Lost to Burnley. Come on. We ain't played Bernie yet. Yeah, I know. Anyway, anything more to say about the game before we move on? No, just quickly move on. Good. So, <laughs> bit of news. Uh, last news of the year, probably. Um, we've signed our first striker. Announced it four days on Clarence Hugh. I said this would be our first strike. We've been running the story for months. It's a Danish centre-back. Uh, Frederick Alves. I think his name's Alves. Alves. Uh, Hang on, have we signed our first striker as a centre-back? Well, it's been announced um, on the website. Obviously, he won't actually be official to the 1st January, but the, because Clarence, you've been running it for months and we ran okay. it four days I'll ago. I'll ask it again. How have we signed our first striker who's a centre Oh, did I say striker? Sorry. Yeah. Defender. Oh, there's Defender. a Freudian slip there, surely. Yeah, so um, he's uh, he cost us £1.2 million. Um, and thank you, Moyes, for confirming that because we've been running that story 1.2 million. And Moyes, yeah, it just costs just over a million quid. Thanks, Moyes, because the son, I think, we're running it at um, uh, five million or six million. He's he's the under 23s, he's like Cordosio, he's um, he's one for the future. He's going to go straight into the under 23s. He's not he's not destined straight for the first team. Do you think he'll ever play? Don't know. Depends how good he is. Uh, what well, is a gamble? One. This is one of these uh, David Moyes gamble. A million quid. What does it make any difference? Let's see if it works out or not. You never know. Um, Diop was missing again. Here's here's a funny story. Um, um, 
Diop was due to play and he'd been named in the team and then suddenly he ended up on the bench and Belbrina came back in from his injury. So I don't know what's going on there. There has been rumours in the Sun newspaper that Sam Allardyce wants him and wants to take him on loan next year. A bullshit. Uh, uh, last week it was Liverpool. A uh, bullshit. And, and not only am I just saying that, but David Moyes has said he's not for sale, he's not for loan next season. So you forget that. Lanzini injured. Um, he helpfully, even though David Moyes is trying to stop all the leaks, <laughs> Lanzini's wife went on PS4 and revealed to all the West Ham fans that he's got a hamstring tweak and he was out for one game. He should be back for Brighton. Uh, but I spoke to the club and they went, we can't reveal that. I said, well, Lanzini's wife's just told everyone on PS4 stream. Um, PS4? And what's PS4? PS4 stream. Why's he got PlayStation? What's that? Fucking the things you can do now, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, it's all online gaming and Twitch and all these other things. Esports, big, Len, big, mate. Get away from your pen a little while and, you know, world (laughs) world of Twitch. Anyway, moving on to Antonio. As you heard, Antonio's back on the grass. He should is he? <laughs> He's back He's on the grass. Well, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Training on the grass, I should add. And <laughs> I see what he's up there. Um, he should be fit, uh, or, or certainly in the match day squad for Brighton. I think he's likely to be on the bench for Brighton. Could play a little cameo role. They won't take too many chances. I doubt he's going to be fully fit to start until the new year, but it'll be good to see him back on the bench. Uh, possibly for the Brighton game on the 27th. Uh, Masuaku, I know uh, David Moyes said he's out for three months. I hear my source is close to the club. It shouldn't be that long, and he's likely to make uh, a quicker comeback. Obviously, we're not going to see him still for quite a few games, but you never know. Sometime in January, we could see him towards the end of January, rather than the three months that David Moyes says. that I think that's it. David Moyes has admitted, and I've been saying this, no money, the cupboard is bare. Well, apart from this centre-back, Danish centre-back, we really, David Moyes has admitted this to Sky today, we've got no money. Forget any any big no, name signing you here, 30 millionaire, Tarkovsky, etc. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. People think that King's already done. Not true. Not true. Um, last of all, um, takeover. I think the secret agent, on Spencer Owens thing, said it was going to happen by the end of the year. Oh, where's takeover? Let me tell you, from that initial unsolicited email, there has been nothing more. An unsolicited email that really said, are off your blah, blah, blah. No proof of funds. No um, no um, accountants. No further dialogue. No lawyers. No, nothing. It, it, was, it was a bogus story. And it's like me setting up a... Gmail account and emailing David Gold and David Sullivan going, I'll give you a billion pounds. And they're going, who are you? <laughs> I've, I've just created a Gmail account. Look, I don't know who sent the unsolicited email, but there is no truth that a takeover has progressed or it's gone silent or anything else. Um, the only other thing we want to talk about is the Christmas toy appeal. And um, I don't know if you know, I wrote a story today um, I got sent um, a, 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 an email from our friend John Rotomsky, who was on the podcast last week. And um, uh, later on, you're going to hear from uh, Kevin Jenkins, who's the founder of the AAA, who, who's behind the Toy Appeal. 
and um, community links. And by the way, Nigel, he does answer on his um, uh, on his interview. That's exactly he did found it forty three years ago. Uh, it wasn't Noom Recorder. Noom Recorder supported him, but basically up shit. he yeah. he founded Community Links. Yeah, I think I remember forty three years ago. It was AAA, Aspire, or Achieve? Yeah, whatever. but he founded both. He he founded both organisations. Well, so it's the same AAA person. Forty three years ago, surely. Yeah, he, he found AAA was founded in two thousand sixteen. He explains on right. on the uh, so AAA didn't. No, he didn't. Right, but it runs it now. He he says it on the toy appeal. Yeah, it runs about. a toy. But anyway, let me tell you a story. The update is: I'm going to let, let you hear him in a minute. Um, just got this email that basically they've hit their target. They are supplying um, presents and stockings uh, fillers for two thousand eight hundred sixty-nine children this Christmas. That's more than ever done before. And I think everyone involved needs a round of applause. Well done. Well done, everybody. Um, and with that in mind, uh, on Sunday, in the middle of Tier 4 lockdown, I spoke to Kevin Jenkins, OBE, and this is what he had to say. And we welcome to more than just a podcast. It's Kevin Jenkins, OBE, founder of Ambition, Aspire, Achieve, and life president of Community Links in... Newham, did I get that right, Kevin? Yeah, that's fine, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you yeah. were also a counsellor for many years. Um, I was, Newham yeah. Was... So, uh, 28 years. Yeah, I, I, I know. thanks for giving us time from your busy schedule just before Christmas, because I know you were you're involved a lot around the, the, the uh, Newham Toy Appeal, which is why we've got you on today. Uh, but you're yeah. also a hammer, aren't you? Uh, what, what's am, your yeah. history with West Ham? Are you a season ticket holder? Uh, I've been a season ticket holder for many years, yeah. I've been going for over 50 years now. So, yeah. Wow. And it, does, that, life, does that run in the family? Sorry? Does that run in the family, your, the West Ham tradition? Oh, yes. Yes, very much so, yeah. My father was a West Ham fan. All the family are, son, yeah. Yeah. And where, where do you years. sit now? Well, we obviously don't sit at the moment because there's no football, uh, no fans <laughs> no. at home. But uh, where are you? Up by the uh, not far away from the where the players and the uh, trainers are that area, right? New stadium. Okay, yeah, that's uh, used to be the west side on the old, the lower west on the old stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah many years. Yeah, and a little birdie tells me. Well, John Rotomsky, who we had on last week, tells me <laughs> you also know Terry Brown, um, David Gold, David Sullivan. How how do you how do you know those uh, directors from from West Ham? Uh, well, I know I know. Uh, those I know Terry very well. Terry, known for many years for his involvement in different uh, social charity activities he's involved in. Uh, and uh, he was uh, very supportive in helping me set up uh, Ambitions by Achieve. Uh, and the actual our first premises uh, after the park is named, was named in uh, the Terry, Terry Brown after the park. Uh, no that's, that's at our old ground, me. isn't it? Going back, not yeah. not my uh, <laughs> in my yeah, era, yeah. but Hermit Road, right. isn't it? That's right. Actually, in Hermit Road Park is where the West End started from the Thames Ironworks. Is where they played their first games for the first couple of years before they moved up to the the, the next ground. Yeah, this is the very first ground they yeah. played was years ago. It was just a stone's throw from where the Ironworks was. Yeah. Yeah, so and there's, we have a there's another one, isn't there? There's another link. Um, 
you, the community links building is also got uh, involved in West Ham history. Do you know, do you know what that is? The actual the committee uh, used to meet there. Yes, yes. Yeah, in, in the very early days. Yes, it was the old days. town hall, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right, the old town hall on Barton Road. Yeah, yeah, that's what it used to meet in the very early days. Yes, both 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 the sites are just you know just a few uh, a few hundred meters so from where the ironworks was. So I've read, obviously, um, West Ham, you've, you've talked about Terry Brown. I know that the club's been supportive and they, 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 they said they donated a thousand toys. Are, are the club yeah. involved on a, on a regular basis in, in what you try and achieve in Newham? Yeah. Um, uh, Ambitious by Achieving is one of West Ham's uh, charities. Uh, yeah. You see the programme each, each game you see us. On, on the list there, with all the other charities. Uh, so they have a, you know, we've involved West End throughout the year. Uh, they support us in various ways. Some of the players come over, meet the youngsters they work with, sometimes we take them there. They donate memorabilia for us to help us raise cash. And each season we have a game, a designated game, which is uh, where we attend right. and publicise our work uh, and so on. But obviously, not quite sure about this season, but there we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. And then we also work very closely with West Ham Foundation as well. Uh, do some joint initiatives with them on a rolling basis. Yeah, yeah. So very much involved with West Ham on a, a long-term basis. Yeah. Well, tell, tell us about... Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us about um, Ambition Aspire Achieve that you founded four years ago. What what does it set out to do and what did you... Why yeah. did you found it? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's very... Uh, basically, it's a hands-on children young people's charity uh, and it says what we do on the team really is that we're about trying to provide opportunities uh, activities for young people from five upwards uh, it came about really much I was very much concerned I've been around in them a very long while uh, and as you put out I was, was co-founded Community Links back in 1977 and I was in the process of, of moving on to do other things from Community Links although as you've remain life president now but I was very very concerned at the, the amount of stuff that's been closed down or cut for youngsters uh, and the, the lack of opportunities for them and I felt there was a need for a small to medium sized organisation that's about purely about putting on services for youngsters and gives them the opportunity to uh, and what we say is that we, you know, we're about giving up youngsters the opportunity to build their confidence uh, to have an ambition because many many youngsters mm. don't have that ambition and given, having given that confidence we try and give them the esteem and support to develop the esteem to actually aspire to, you know, to go for, for the yeah. next level to help them forward and then most importantly to enable them to help them achieve we support them to learn the skills they need to do that uh, and we're very much about trying to give youngsters not put a pulse on the ball but actually give youngsters a, an ongoing future so we try and enable them to do it themselves yeah. so they make the change themselves uh, and basically we, I firmly believe that the change is through uh, education, training and employment. If you're going to change that's, you know, and the opportunities around Newham at the moment and for the next 10 to 15 years or so, there's remarkable opportunities uh, happening now and going to happen in the future to regeneration the area. Yeah. But sadly you know, 50% or more of youngsters in Newham Still live in poverty. Yeah. You know, they're still. I know there's been lots of physical change in the area. The actual community 
hasn't had the opportunity to go with it, to change with it. Uh, and we're about trying to give those youngsters the opportunity to recognise they've got the ability, they've got the talents there. We try and get them to recognise that, have the confidence in themselves so they can access those opportunities. Uh, opportunity to take the jobs, the new jobs that come in the area, uh, to make a, you know, make a change, make a difference in their area. And we think by doing that, we're actually going to hopefully achieve long-term change. You know, and yeah. as far as they're doing it, our families, they have those opportunities that they've had. Uh, and so that's, that's, what, that's what we're about. We're about trying to make change for education, training, employment. So if we get a youngster who's got problems and issues, we work with them. Uh, we try and intervene at the earliest opportunity before those problems become too insurmountable. We enable them, support them to recognise all their barriers to moving forward because quite often you find that if a youngster gets referred for a particular reason, there's three or four other underlying reasons why they've got difficulties, why they've got challenges. Unless you can support them to overcome them all at the same time simultaneously, you're never going to get them to progress. Yeah. So we sort of work holistically, working with them to try and support them to overcome those. And once they've done that, we offer the support as long as they need it to follow a pathway forward to achieve their full potential personally, socially, educationally. Uh, and we try and encourage the older youngsters uh, as and when they're moving forward to come back and support youngsters who were in a position they were once to take it forward, to take yeah. them forward. Because obviously the, the best way, you know, is often your peers are one of the people you look to. And as you, anyone who's got children of your own know that, you know, you know, tell the, the youngsters do Y, they do X, you know? So yeah. it's about trying to, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a, a prolonged sort of process, really. Uh, taking them forward. So if they want to stay, with, if they need to stay at AAA for three or four weeks and achieve what they've got to achieve, or what they good. If they need three years, then that's fine. We're there for them, support them to do that, and eventually to come back and give back. And with the toy appeal, for example, many of the people who now give to the toy appeal were once uh, in previous years were uh, beneficiaries of the toy appeal. They received support and help from it and it made such a difference for them in our lives at our time they remember that still and they come back and, give that and they give back to that appeal you know yeah. that's what it's all about it's about creating a community really we, you've talked uh, about the toy appeal obviously we, yeah. we've been trying yeah. to support it on, on Clarence Hume yeah. talking it on the podcast how, how well yeah. has that gone we're a few days before Christmas and I know we've just yeah. gone down to tier four which has probably not helped you but um, How well it's not it yeah, today's been a particular nightmare, to be honest. But uh, yeah, uh, we're almost there. I'm pleased to say, we've experienced probably around 20-25% more referrals in previous years because of the, the situation out there. Yeah. But that's before the current lockdown. You know, the, the way that the the virus and the, the endemics have particularly affected the families already living in poverty, and much more sadly, it's people who are on the edge, families are on the edge. It's pushed them into the po into poverty, into problems yeah. and challenges, you know. So, but at the moment we look, uh, you know, I wish I could say to you, yes, we're, we're there. We've managed to help all the children. We're almost there, and hopefully, within the next two to three days, uh, we will be able to. So the advent the calendars and the the advent yeah. calendars and the selection boxes went out, yeah. which are um, yeah. involved with the. The, the food banks and I know a number of different ones how does a toy appeal work because I know it started off as a new and recorded thing but I've seen obviously supported by yourselves at AAA and also community links so 
What, how does it work? Who takes the lead, or is it just a, a sort of collaborative effort between everybody? Uh, well, at the moment, I, I take the lead in, through AAA. Yeah. Uh, I, this is the 43rd year I've done it. Right. Uh, and, we, you know, we work in, uh, I work in partnerships with the Calder. Uh, and it's basically the, the appeals open to any organisation to refer uh, children to. Uh, we've had over 2,000 referrals this year from different right. organisations across the borough, schools, uh, children services, uh, health services and so on, uh, various organisations. Uh, basically, it's basically kids who want... The, the objective of the appeal is very simple. is to give uh, each child referred, uh, hopefully Christmas stocking with four or five gifts and some stocking fillers in, yeah. uh, to open on Christmas morning. Yeah, uh, and the families that the children do get support are the ones that without that intervention, without that support, probably will probably be waking up on Christmas morning to an empty stocking otherwise. Mm. Just another day, the same as every other, really. Yeah, uh, and that's the difference we make. And we get uh, donations, either the toys, gifts in kind, in the sense people donate the gifts, or they donate cash, they raise cash, which we then convert into gifts in mm. the run up to Christmas each year. Uh, yeah, I saw the Amazon the, thing this year as well, where you could buy directly off Amazon and, and deliver it to yeah. Park in the Park, couldn't you? Yes, right, yeah, that's, that's because of the particular challenges this year. The, the, one of our main uh, sources of support each year are people collecting in their offices. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately, a lot of those offices don't have people in yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And haven't had them since you know, most of the year. So they had to introduce the Amazon gift list so that people could, you know, still give a gift, but from a distance and from afar yeah. so um, yeah. we get them delivered to us and then they go to the warehouse and, and then put into the stockings for the kids so we had to do that we also had the online giving site as well so yeah we so that Virgin money yes yeah, so we can yeah change that into uh, convert into gifts and toys uh, so we try and make sure that each of the, the stockings are specific to the child's age uh, and the gifts are sort of relevant to their needs their abilities and, and so on uh, and where possible we give them the gift that they yeah. Look and hoping for the most. Uh, yeah, you know. So you know. So it's a you know. So it's uh, all round community appeal. We get schools collect for us. Uh, you get you know. It does literally range from uh, the little old you know a, a pensioner in the you know locally who wants to give a ten pounds towards the appeal to multinational companies who've got uh, an interest in the area who make corporate donations. Yeah. Uh, so it really is, and everything in between there. Um, Obviously, West Ham fans are listening to this today. Um, yeah. Often, many of the West Ham fans now live outside of Newham. Uh, I myself yeah. live in Surrey. So we, yeah. I don't think we can quite imagine that the, the poverty in Newham, which I think is the, the poorest borough, or it certainly used to be the poorest borough in London. I don't know if it still is. Um, it's not quiet, but it's, it's down there, but it's not, it's not the what, what, what can, you, can you explain to us? When I spoke to John, he said, talk to Kevin about some of the poverty. Can you explain, so just so it hits home to some of our listeners, what, what kind of poverty there is um, in, in parts of Newham? It's, yeah, it's, it's a mixture. Some is uh, obviously material poverty. You know, there's often many, many youngsters, who, you know, when you're on receipt of benefits or, or even more sadly, there's a lot of people in work but also getting work benefits because of the below wages. It's, you know, it's, it's a struggle to meet ends meet, to cover your basic bills as you go, you know, on a, on a normal weekly basis. Then at Christmas time, you know, you don't get any increase in those benefits or that or that uh, 
support that you get and you're expected to find the extra money to find gifts and uh, sweets and all the sorts of stuff. You know, so many of us take for granted. It's just difficult. It's just that day in, day out stuff of uh, having to deal with poverty each day of your, you know, each day of your life, really. Uh, that drags you down. They're often compounded by other issues and problems. You know, many people live in temporary accommodation and have been in for some time. You know, there's other people experience, uh, particularly this year, mental health issues, mm. personal emotional difficulties. And so, so it's, it's a mixture. It, it, it's not really simple. Each family, each child's got their own bespoke set of problems and issues. Uh, and, and there's also the poverty of aspiration in a sense. You know, that you, you know, you, you, this is the way it's going to be. And you begin to, you know, can't really see a way out of it. So, but, so the other aspect of the appeal is really that by giving the youngsters the opportunity to get those toys and that sort of stuff, it just gives them renewed hope as well, you know. Yeah. Knowing that, say, someone out there who cares about them and wants to help them and support them, it gives them more, you know, more encouragement to actually move on and try and, you know, come overcome those difficult those problems, knowing that someone's there supporting them, knowing that someone's caring, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, having the toys easy family, easy family tensions as well, you know. Yeah. It's quite often, as you know, as well recorded it, you know, you get quite a lot of family sort of issues and difficulties arise at Christmas time quite often. Yeah. You know, but it's yeah. easy those tensions. It helps to keep families uh, coming together and working together and, and taking it forward, you know. So, yeah. yeah well, very, poverty's not just at Christmas, obviously. You've been doing the no. uh, toy appeal, yeah. and we're probably yeah. too late to donate to the toy yeah. appeal because we're recording yeah. on Sunday the 20th. Yeah, sure. This, will, yeah. this, this recording will yeah. go out, I think, on the 22nd after the, our game right. against uh, Chelsea. So it will probably be right. too late three days before Christmas. Sure. But how, yeah. how can people help? Um, your well, organisation, Community Links. Yeah, we, we work year-round. Uh, and we, you know, we do an Easter egg appeal, for example, Easter. We do a, a weekly food bank uh, where we're supporting families uh, with, with food, with, uh, clothes, uh, with activities for the kids, that type of thing. We also run a wide variety of projects, support groups, uh, after-school clubs, youth clubs, youth groups, and so on. So, you know, we, we work year-round so people can you know, look into our website at AA there and see how they can support us, you know, make interest in volunteering. Yeah. And interested in making a donation. So it's something they can offer and give you around. Yeah. Uh, and obviously we keep people in touch about what we do. Uh, and we're very keen to work with the West Ham fan base. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're right there where it all started for West Ham, you know, in the area. Uh, one of our, we have a second centre up in Stratford where you can actually see the Olympic Stadium, London Stadium, Tom. Uh, so we're close by. Uh, and uh, we believe in working partnership. Well, there's a lot of history, isn't there? As, yeah, as you've yeah. said, with with, yeah. with Terry yeah. Brown and uh, yeah. the buildings yeah. you occupy and everything yeah. else, there's, yeah. there's a lot of history. Yeah. And I know, it, you know, the East, the East End rhetoric, no matter whether you're in the East End or not, you know, we're all one big West Ham family. And I, I think there's one thing yeah. about West Ham fans, they like to help other West Ham yeah. fans and, and the community. Yeah. Um, yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. so so hopefully yeah, people can yeah. um, donate. There's awareness of what you're trying to do, um, and, w- and one day hopefully when we get back in the stadium, we can uh, meet up and have a beer. One day, uh, yeah, once, sure. Once we get so back, we're welcome to come down. And, yeah, great. You're very welcome to come down and see us uh, where we are at AA. Uh, you yeah, know, Ark at the Park, or over at Stratford. Come yeah. see what we do, and uh, yeah, so hopefully. Good. We'll be able to see each other in the stadium one day in the future. Yeah, um, we'll, 
Not sure where I'm afraid. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for being our guest yeah. on more than no. just a podcast. I I want to I want to thank you and all your team for the work you do. I say the same to John last week when we spoke to John at yeah. Iron supporting food banks. You know, you yeah. and people like you tirelessly give up your time um, uh, to to support the people who need it the most and uh, at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So. You know, on behalf of yeah. everybody at West Ham, you know, thank you for for what you do um, for the for the children that need it the most. And Merry Christmas uh, no, and a Happy New yeah, Year. To say we are a team, and uh, there's a lot of people, and uh, I'm speaking on behalf of the whole team here about you know, we we there will be an AA about the people who so much to us and give us yeah. support. So Great. we're totally grateful for that. Thank you. All yeah. right, Kevin. Thanks for your time. Right. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks Bye. very much. Bye. Cheers. What did you think about that then, Nigel? Yeah. You know, you've got, you got to give the man credit for yeah. everything that he's done over the years for the kids in Newham, community links and everything else that he's done, the toy appeal 40-odd years. So, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, well done. Nice interview and, you know, a little bit of an eye-opener of the things that go on. I, I, I didn't know half of that. So, uh, you know, like we, we gave... Uh, a lot of praise to John last week. Um, fair play to Kevin and, and the time he dedicates and time he gives up for, uh, for the help of others. Uh, but great. Well done, West Ham family, on, on coming, you know, with the local community to there. Um, last thing I want to mention, um, propaganda. Obviously, if you haven't heard it, episode three includes uh, an in-towner, myself, uh, with Judge Khan. And barrister, well, call him a barrister. He's not really a barrister. Barrister Canningtown Len did an awful job. It was a kangaroo court. Um, Listen, you're guilty. No, I've got no hangouts about but, it. You're but, guilty as charged. No, actually, I want to no. Put a guilty man down. Actually, no, because when you look at it, um, we said it would be a jury, 12 good men and women of truth. And they decided. And, and the British law says. Um, oh, you have to be com- committed this, beyond a reasonable doubt. There was no reasonable doubt. There um, is, plenty it wasn't of it. unanimous. It wasn't a majority of yeah, 10 yeah, or 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Listen, thank you, Richard Dodds, for voting with three no, others. Just thank you, you as an for voting. Thank you, more than just the podcast admin, for voting. And show. therefore... <laughs> Therefore, oh, I've got I, I spotted your mate in there. Who, 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 who's my mate? Who's your mate? I'll tell you who your mate is. What's his name? Was it Richard? Not Dodsey. Dodsey voted uh, him yeah, and three others. Dodsey votes. can't cost a vote for three other people. They've got to do it. He did. He, he, cost, he can't cost. do that. He, he did that. Yeah, but he can't do that because that ain't in the walls. And anyway, he only did that because he didn't want you in his group. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how bad it is. The out of Anyway, I think it's it's a hung jury. A jury. No, it's not. The only thing hung around here is you. That is a hung jury, and, and therefore it, it, it. I demand a, I demand a retrial. Brian Tunnell. No. Who's Brian Tunnell? One of Sean's aliases, probably. I'm telling you, it is because he's only friends with the Boochies, isn't he? Oh, I looked, I oh good old you. Brian. Yeah, yeah, I with, with his funny Brian. old forehead that looks like it's been elongated. Is some oh, good Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Obviously, he doesn't understand the concept of it all. He's got to be. Yeah. He's got to be Sean because he's only got twenty friends on Facebook. And after that, called Bucci. So <laughs> yeah, we rumbled you, mate. Get... Anyway, it's still yeah. it's still a hung jury. 
uh, give it a listen over Christmas if you haven't. Give the other two episodes of Propaganda, uh, uh, Russ Budden and uh, Anton. I don't know Anton's second name. Baker. Baker. Anton Baker. Give them a listen as well. I ran a story for you on Clarence Hugh about propaganda, and I used Len's new graphic. I love the graphic, by the way, Len. Oh, thank went you down, very much. Went down a tree. It was very good, wasn't it, Nigel? The graphic, Judge Nigel. Yeah. Yeah, not has, has it gone down a treat on? Yeah, there's lots of people loved it oh, and right. said, "Yeah, terrific traffic." Um, do you know what? That's us done. the The only thing we didn't do, actually, where well, I'll do a bit about any other business, is we didn't do question time. And and I'll tell you why. Um, I've I've I finished work today, and I've been working all um uh, a long week. You know, getting ready for finish of work. I know Len's been doing portraits for five weeks straight, probably working about 20 hours. And I know um, Nigel's been at our day and we thought, we just can't do a three-hour podcast just before Christmas. Um, so we thought we'd ask no questions. Uh, but we've got some questions anyway, haven't we? <coughs> Only a few. The, yeah, well, the people I've who just got some give... housekeeping to do first, haven't we? Go, go on, do the housekeeping. Well, I, I, I don't know. If, should I apologise for last week? What? Well, you, you, if you offended anyone, you don't. I think you know we try and have a joke and a laugh, and if we offend anyone, then it's it's not it's not meant. So I think right, if look, you offended anyone, you should apologise. Because you know me, you know. Yeah. So I won't name Greg, um, who, who's, who's sent in a complaint about my sexualisation. Um, I said I'm not going to name Greg um, about my sexualisation of women's football last week. I may have made a comment, can't really remember. You know, it was a throwaway comment. And what I will say to Greg is, Greg, if you think I've sexualised women's football, go and have a look at Alicia Langdon's Instagram page. God, blimey, you, yeah, she don't need any and help. you tell me whether my little quip sexualised it or whether she's done it all by herself. But anyway, it was just a little joke. Do I like women's but, football? But no, you're just to say... And my, I'm my well, up my stepdaughter. Up. You know, do do I, people do, they do like take it seriously. Right. Women's well, football. Good. And You've been flipped to. Right. Yeah. I'm entitled to my opinion. Do I think yeah. West Ham women's football team is an extension of West Ham United? No, I don't. They don't play there. They've never played there regular. They play out of town. They don't even play in East London, and there's enough football grounds for them to play in East London and represent West Ham. Now I get it for the out of towners. We'll see it in a different light. They see it because yeah. they pull the shirt on. They're an extension yeah. of the football club. Let's get men's right. games had a hundred years a, head start in the men's game. Yeah, the team called MK Dons is derided by the fan base for being franchise football and buying its place in the league. Yeah, well, guess what? Three years ago, West Ham we weren't even in the second division of women's football. How did they get in the Premier League? Because it's like a franchise you buy it in the same way you can do it in America. And bought their place in. They didn't... Uh, you know you can do that in the MLS, well, don't yeah, you, in America? That's what I'm saying. And it's rightfully derided. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your, your view. Not everybody holds the view. I quite like the women's game, and I support it for, you know, equal rights. And I think they need to be taken seriously. Yes, some, some of the players may sexualise themselves, but but that doesn't well, mean well, we, we need to. And I think they just put in enough, the same training and the same effort, oh, and they, they should be applauded. 
by anyway. And you can be a little bit a bit flippant about women's football and um, slightly sexist, but that's my view. Well, you know, it is what it is. People know what I am. It, yeah, it, they it know what you right. are, all right. You know, as is Greg's right, he don't have to listen anymore. Well, he's not, because he said he's not listening, right. so he won't listen no, to this, because he's not listening anymore that way. But if you didn't know me, after listening to me for five years, what took you so long, Greg, to be fair? I'm surely I must have offended you before now, if you're that easy. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Any other housekeeping? Um, I spent a day Friday helping out. Um, oh, yeah, I was going to mention that at the end. Well done, yeah. Nigel. Well, and, and well, well done, done, Nigel. The what I'm saying is, is I'll, I'll put something up because until you spend a day doing that, you don't really... The homeless. Was, uh, who was it? Yeah, homeless? You went 300... Was it 300 deliveries, did I see? Well, no, what I had to do was is I was a man with a van for the day. And as my van wasn't big enough for what they had, it meant I had to do a lot of trips. But it, 300? No, the, the, the Lola's homeless... The, the, is a great organisation help homeless people throughout the year. Lorraine's collected loads of stuff, and basically she was feeding over four hundred people on Saturday. Wow! And she collected the food, but not only did she collect food to feed them and like give them a proper food and a meal, we we she'd managed to collect bags um, with like hats, scarves, uh, blankets men's toiletries, women's toiletries. Um, and obviously, the, the the ability to put this on and put it together is unbelievable. Yeah. And it all had to be, she collected it where she lives in, in garages and the, the whole garages had to be emptied in the hall in Canning Town and set up. Yeah. And then Saturday, loads more helpers turned up. I didn't help on the Saturday. All I did was yeah. help uh, for the day. But... You know, when you look at the work that we've, we've sort of been putting out recently, this is some of what can be done. I mean, at the yeah. weekend, my wife did 100 cream teas for elderly and, um, you know, vulnerable people to be distributed in the local area. And my wife made up the 100 cream teas herself. So... Well done. It's, it's I, I expect that. I expect that from them. Maybe not for you. I'm going to take back some of the nasty things. Not all know. of them, but most of the nasty things I say about you. Being nasty to me, I'm sure it's all deserved. It's great to pull me out. <laughs> Good. Well done. A round of applause for for Mr. Khan as well. No, no, no. Well done, Nigel. I, I do so, uh, it's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time where we didn't ask a single question this week because we wanted an early podcast. But some people sent them anyway. Are you doing a podcast <laughs> today? Um, and some people sent them on Twitter. Um, how many questions you got? I think you've got about three, haven't you, Nigel? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I believe so. Do so you yeah. want me to read any of them out or are you all right? Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I don't know. You know when you log into Twitter and you think, what's going on, right? Here we go. Because he, they, they pop up every week. It's WHU Mark Reaper. Or as we like to call him, Kevin. So, Kevin on Twitter says, The Guardian match report, well, there's your first mistake, Kev, to be fair, suggests Ogbonna was guiding Haller throughout the match. What are your thoughts on a senior striker needing instruction on how to do his job from a centre-back? Did you spot that at all? I didn't spot that, no. Who was guiding who? Sorry. Um, he said Oggy. Apparently, Ogbonna was, was guiding Ella. Um, apparently, he, he says here the Guardian match book suggests Ogbonna was guiding Haller throughout the match. Yeah, I didn't see that. I'm not sure it's true just because it's in the Guardian. I mean, players have to communicate, Mark or Kev. Uh, and um, basically, I don't see a problem with that. It could be that he was trying to, you know, give him some confidence. I don't know. Mm. I must admit, I did, it weren't something I spotted out. Um, okay. Next. Next up, it's uh, Dan thirty one sixty forty three forty. That's uh, a little bit. Uh, well, obviously, rolls off thirty one sixty forty three thirty nine have been taken, so that's all that was left. For Dan. <laughs> yeah, true. So, there's a lot of Dan's on Twitter. He says, "Will we be able to move on Anderson? I think we'll be lucky to get fifteen twenty million. He's then put, he's the shittest Brazilian since David Blunkett shaved his wife, Manny. Uh, oh. Bring back Mr. Moon. Brady out. Bit harsh there. On Brady out. I'm not sure David uh, Blunkett was married. 15 to 20 million. Let me tell you now, right? When he comes back after his loan with Porto, which he hardly paid any games, he's got 12 months left on his contract. Who's going to pay 20 million pounds for a Brazilian? Sullivan. Doesn't play and 
and has got 12 months left on his contract. No, I, I, I think um, I think we're getting home money for Anderson whatsoever. Could be another one of those uh, uh, mutual consent issues. Oh, dear. All right. By the way, we didn't mention this earlier, but Antonio's obviously got his new deal. Uh, we didn't give him a new deal. We activated a two-year clause. But my understanding is he's now one of the biggest earners, but only if he plays and he scores and he wins. So what they've done very cleverly because of his hamstrings is they've given him a small pay rise. I think it was on 65 grand. They give him a small pay rise of five, 10 grand a week. But they've equally given him massive appearance bonuses, goal bonuses, win bonuses, which means he is now equal if he plays and scores he can earn as much as the Andersons, the Alaires, the um, who else is on 100 grand plus? Well, Yamalenko. Uh, um, so he, he he's a six figure a week earner, but, but on the condition he plays and scores and does what he does. Good deal, I think. Yeah, I don't object to that. To be fair, incentivise contracts. Yeah, and I think I think Antonio is the kind of person who's ego tisk and then go yeah fine yeah bring it on <laughs> you know i'll be able to play you know do worry about his hamstrings any more twitter no that's it from twitter uh you're not going to read the one uh sean put him in the stocks out of town and uh, yeah um, for, yeah read that one out uh no i've not seen that to be fair Fyodor says, Sean is an out-of-towner, send him to the stocks. Oh, right. Yeah, not that out-of-towner should be in the stocks, but just yeah. Sean. Hang in. That's what um, so, we, we didn't get any on, I assume we haven't got any on Facebook, but someone messaged us. Who was that? Dodsy. Of course it was Dodsy. Direct to us, didn't he? That's cheeky. He, he, he's actually created a group for us, hasn't he? That's a bit cheeky, but still, we'll get away with it. Since we're, Go on then. Past. It, it, it did the usual, all right, how you doing? He said... No, he didn't. He went, all right, my handsomes. did that rather well. I know. The next bit, How was you doing? Right, you cocked that up. But anyway. How's <laughs> you doing? How's you doing? Right, he says, I do think it's time to discuss how fans not being at the ground is making a huge difference, and in particular to our team. He genuinely believes we hinder our team as fans... What do you think? <laughs> there may be something in that, actually. There may be something in that. <laughs> um, for me, I think there's a lot in it. and But I don't think it's just West Ham. I think if you look at the league table and look at the amount of points between the teams, I, I've never known a Premier League to be this tight between the top yeah, ten. Yeah, it's really well. tight. And I think having yeah. no fans is actually quite a leveller. Yeah. Uh, would you say, Leonard? Yeah. I think yeah, it's got something to do with it, to be honest. Cool. Uh, I can't tell you the science behind it, but, you know, um, some people are thriving with it. But, yeah, it is a little leavener. Yeah, you know, move on. I've got I've got to get in the opt tub tonight with some champers and some strawberries. Right, okay. So you know, uh, he he basically then goes on. He said, Sean and Len, obviously not me. He said, would Winston Reid fit back into our team as rumours are he's coming back? You might do. Well, look, his 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 contract has ended. His loan spell 
has ended in the MLS. They they had an option to buy him. They've turned it down. They have talked about um, giving him another year's loan. But does he want to do that? Uh, and do we want to do that? You know, he's, he's on a decent wage, something like 60 grand a week. Um, I suppose, you know, it's one thing playing at the MLS, and he did quite well there. Can he hack it in the Premier League? And the jury's out for me. I'm not... Is he better than the other three in front of him? Is he better than Diop? Is he better than Oggy? Is he better than Belbrainer? The answer is no for me. He's fourth choice. He probably... I don't know about Craig Dawson because I've never seen Craig Dawson play uh, for West Ham and how well he's training. So, probably no. All right. There you go. And then he referenced uh, propaganda. He said, I generally thought it was a decision on whether you were a tanner or an out-of-towner. He said, but it turned into a public flogging and the words out-of-towner, out-of-towner, angy-mangy-mangy spring to mind. Yeah. Well done, Dodsey. Pick that up well. It, they, they have turned it. Like <laughs> he that. said, mind you, with comments no. like the wife folk and 12 good men in the current day, angy Marseille. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought you were my side, Dodsey. Right, he says, Gary from Overland and sees doing a swim on Boxing Day and has a just giving page to shout out to one of our own. Where's he swimming to? So, uh, across the channel to get some food for us? I don't know. Where? Oh, nor do I. I've not seen that. We'll, we'll find I out. thought he was a reggae DJ nowadays. Well, he's swim. Yeah, but where's he swimming to? I mean, if he's doing 25 metres, I, I, I want it to be, you know, if if I hear Mr. Firmager's, like, swimming the channel, I go, yeah, well done. Right. Anyway. Oh, no, that's not what I found. Anyway, uh, while you're looking for that, well, I'm going right. to read the next bit. He, says, he then goes on about cheese. I'm fed up with cheese, to be fair. Uh, no, guys, we haven't discussed what accompaniments for cheese. Is it Branston pickle oh. or is it pickles, chutney or something else? This is one for me and Len. You're not really a chutney. Yeah, yeah I, I think you've got to go. Look, I like a bit of Branston, but chutney every time. Absolutely. Well, no, Branston is chutney, really, Sean. It's well, it's a pickle. It's a poor man's chutney. It's what the... It's a it's popular what, chutney, isn't it? Well, it's not. It's a pickle. Do you know what I like, what though? fucking snob you are. Do you know what I like at Christmas? And I've just said to the missus, I said, and we've done all our shopping, but now, obviously, there's nothing coming over. I went, do you know what we've forgotten? Piccalilli. I only have piccalilli at Christmas. I don't know why. I like a little bit of piccalilli. Do you like a bit of piccalilli, Len? Not really. No. How I about do. you, Nigel? Yeah, I do. Piccalilli yeah. with cheese is better than Branston. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, Go on then. Yeah. I don't know why. Branston, we called it Panyang. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I could cheat. Funny, we cheap. called a, a mate of mine Panyang as well. But if I explained why, people might think we're no, racist. you can have a little. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Move on. Probably the last podcast before Christmas. Go on. Go on. You read it out. I'm fed up. I've turned Probably the last podcast before Christmas. I'd like to wish you all a very, very... Merry Christmas and obviously a very safe Christmas. And I hope you all get well fed and toxicated. Too late for you, Sean. As always, Brady out. Brady out. And then he said that. Then, uh, that, that was Richard Dodds. Still, and kiss, 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 kiss to Nigel. They've got a little bit of a bromance going on. So that's it. Uh, shortest question time ever. Um, 
we're like an hour and 10 minutes um and we we're actually um going to do predictions and then wish our uh, our listeners a, a merry christmas um and if they want to listen more they can just play it over and over again on loop for three hours three times um len let's start with predictions um we'll probably have one after so we've got brighton on on boxy day plus one. Oh, have we brighton and hove albion uh predictions three nil the emmers we are home away and South we Hampton. are at home. Yeah, we Southampton as well. Yeah, but aren't we recording in between or not? No. All right. Oh, we're going to miss one. Maybe just me then. Um, all right. So Southampton then, Len. Um, uh, I think we're going to get beat, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, they've been doing well. We're away. Yeah, home home for Brighton. Actually, we're not bad. No, we're not. No, I think we'll get beat 2-1. Okay. Nigel? Uh, Brighton will win. Southampton will lose. That's You've got to get scores. Win. You know the rules. Right. Brighton will win. What did Len go for? With Brighton. Did he give a score? 3-0 West Ham, I went. I'll go 1-0 then. Um and then Southampton, I think we'll lose uh, 2-0. I'll go 2-0 West Ham win against Brighton. 1-0 win against uh, uh, Saints because I think we're going to win both games. Um, yeah. Onwards yeah. and upwards. Yeah. I don't know when we'll be back, but but you know us. We'll probably get bored over Christmas. Yeah. And, I'm and working. Come do another... <coughs> back to work on the <laughs> I'm not working till the fourth of January now, which so I'm gonna have a nice. I'm working nice now. We'll so, of course you are. Of course you are. So, why don't you take this opportunity? Let's start with you, Len. Wish yeah. our, our uh, we did have eight listeners. We've got seven now because Greg left us. Um, why don't you wish our seven listeners uh, a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year? Have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, all our listeners. Good, Nigel. Uh, I'd like to wish everyone. <laughs> Even Greg, uh, uh, well, he's not listening anymore, is he? So, uh, but Greg, if you're listening, even though I don't think you are, but if you are, Merry Christmas, Greg, in Canada. I think that's where you're from. <laughs> oh, it comes from Canada, is he? So. You know, we're, we're, yeah. you know, we're, we're, cool. we're down to seven, and to be fair, According to he knows we locked in, didn't he? Well, apparently, read iTunes reviews. There's one in there that complained about my views on women's football before and threatened to never listen again. Perhaps it's the same person. But yeah. Still, there's a pattern. Anyway, let's keep it upbeat. Um, I want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, well, we're, we're in our 10th year. So thank you for some of you been there from the start. Thank you for listening for 10 years. Thank you. You know, it means a lot to us. The reason we give up time week on week, three hours sometimes on a Monday, is because you listen. Can I ask, uh, listeners, if anyone has been listening to episode one, because I think I started about episode three or four. So even I didn't listen to you. You season three or four. episode. It was season one. (laughs) You didn't start in episode one. Oh, you mean you started started listening. listening? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, episode one's still there. So thank you for listeners. We couldn't do it without you. We give up our time. So 
but we wouldn't do it unless unless you listen. So thanks. Have a great Christmas as much as you can in lockdown uh, over the Christmas break. It will be an unusual one, um, but we'll be there in spirit. It's a West Ham family. Have a good new year. 2021 is going to change the world. We're going to be back meeting. We're going to be back in the London Stadium. We'll be back going to away games. I have just a feel we're turning the corner now. The, the light is at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> and with that, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye um, from Len. Goodbye. And thanks and... for the kiss of death, Sean, by the way. <laughs> and goodbye from Nigel. Goodbye. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Shortest podcast to have. Uh, in modern season. More than just a podcast. It's been my animation time. That's nearly 11 hours straight. Oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. No. Nearly 13 hours straight. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved it. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Wankers, fucking embarrassing. Waste of our time. Fucking waste of our time. (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.